I was thinking about doing some gambling myself. You know, just a little bit of money. Maybe doubling it and doubling it several more times. I don't know. Kind of just for fun. I was thinking, do you have any tips or ideas about sure things? What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of By the Hook. Colby Powell and Andrew Gilman with you. Football season is more or less underway. It is football week, and this is what we decided to do this week. We wanted to do two separate podcasts because we wanted to spend some time on the NFL. We know we've got a lot of NFL junkies who listen, so we wanted to make sure that we gave it its due time, and then we were going to do another podcast, parts one and two, and in this podcast, we'll be discussing college football as we head into that season, the NBA playoffs rolling along, and the new PGA Tour season getting underway. I mean, it's been two whole days since we've had golf, so we need to get the PGA Tour season back underway before I start having withdrawals. I'm ready for some I'm ready for college football. I have not been able to get into it. I wasn't able to watch BYU and Navy. Uh, part of that was sort of my – I just wasn't jacked about it, really. Uh, but I'm going to be – I'll be fired up this weekend for sure. We'll get some real good games going. Yeah, I haven't watched college football yet because there hasn't been any good college football on. If there would have been good sure. college football on, I would have watched – uh, I'll be real honest with you. I'm playing golf in Tulsa Saturday. Oklahoma State's game got pushed back a week. OU's game cost 60 bucks. There's not a lot of good college football going on on Saturday. I don't know how much I'm going to watch this week. And I don't know if that makes me a bad college football fan, but I'm going to watch every NFL game Sunday, and I'm going to be out of town the bulk of the day on Saturday. Yep. So I just don't know how much college football viewing I'll get in this weekend. It, it, I think the extensiveness of the, the, the lead-up to the season hasn't been as fun i mean i usually really anticipate july and august because you know you it sort of starts to get to a rapid boil and then you just can't wait for those first couple games but man i think i'm just worn down by the covid because i have not anticipated this as much as i used to and maybe i'm just getting older and i have more stuff going on i don't know what it is but uh i'll be i i imagine that will change once i uh once it gets going to saturday and there's a couple futures i really like so we could start there. A couple futures you really like. Okay, let's start yeah. there. Fire away with your futures in college football that you really like. I can't tell you that I'm a homer. I'm not going to do it, Colby. I refuse to be a homer. But, but you love Oklahoma OU. State over the seven. I don't love Oklahoma State over the seven, but I like OU at 25-1 to 1 to win the national championship. That's pretty they good have odds. A tru- I don't know. I know that they have trouble with LSU. I know that they can't beat Alabama in a playoff. They're not as good as Clemson or or, or, or those, but you don't have to mess with Ohio State. You don't have to worry about some upstart Pac-12 team that we hadn't heard of. You might have to deal with two SEC teams in the in the Final Four. But I sort of trust Lincoln Riley, and I sort of trust that the Big 12 isn't great. OU is going to get to the playoff at 25 to one. Come on, I'm going to really like that odds in the middle of November when OU has one loss and probably still makes the playoff. Yeah, twenty-five to one is crazy long odds on a team that makes the playoff almost every year. I don't have. Do you have playoff odds in front of you by chance? I don't. I'd love to I know what. Grab that here. Yeah, I'd love to know what their odds are to make the playoff versus their odds to win the national championship. Because I would guess that if their odds to right win here. the national championship are twenty-five to one, let me let me make a guess. I'd say odds to make the playoff are eight to one. Odds to make the playoff are, uh, yes. Is to make the playoff is showing at 162 plus 1.6. What? No is showing at minus 200. So something's off here. Something's definitely off if OU gets 25 to 1 to win the national championship, but only 1.6 to 1 to win 
to win to to make the playoffs. So, so either I'm reading ooh. something wrong, or there's something drastically off here. I was gonna say if those numbers are right, that that means that what Vegas is telling you is that OU is miles better than the rest of the Big Twelve and yep. miles behind Alabama yep. and Clemson and Georgia. I'm seeing it correctly, Colby. That's what it is. It's That's insane. It. You know, at some of these places, I'm looking at a consensus. I'm looking at a consensus over a number of different books, okay? At Bet365, for example, I've got OU at uh, 25 to 1. At Unibet, I've got them at 8 to 1. So it's going to vary significantly, okay? At 30 to 1, I'm seeing them on FanDuel uh, and, and different places like that. But the consensus is showing OU at 25 to 1. And the consensus is showing OU at 1.6 to 1 to make the playoff, which is exactly what you said. Yeah. Texas at 33 to 1, and Oklahoma State way behind that to win a national championship shows you that the Big 12 is OU, and, and, and frankly, it's not exactly. It's Oklahoma and not exactly. Yeah. No matter yeah, who right the about that. So, so do you like OU's over 8.5 then? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that they're going to lose the game. Uh, but they're going to get nine Big 12 games. They're not going to lose to Missouri State, so there's one, and they only have to get eight more after that so they can lose one game, right? Uh, they, I, I think that they'll lose the game that they shouldn't. I think they'll beat the teams that they should, and we'll lose to a – I don't know who's this year's Iowa State or Kansas State is, but maybe it's Oklahoma State. I don't know, but I do think that they'll get to that over eight and a half. I, I, it, it's strictly empirical at this point. Until Lincoln Riley shows me that he's a dud and can't pick a quarterback, then I'm going to go with OU in the over. That's not being a homer. That's just playing the math. Yeah, that's being smart. And by the way, if you can get odds, I don't know if you can find odds anywhere to bet a player just to make it to New York, not necessarily to win the Heisman, <laughs> yeah. but just to yep. make it to New York. As long as Lincoln Riley's in Norman, just sprinkle a few dollars on the OU quarterback every year, and you're going to be plus money over the long haul, I think. Because I, I, mean, I, I think if you were asking me this year, just yes or no, is Spencer Rattler going to make it to New York? I would have to tell you yes. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine that, that they're not going to give him every opportunity to get there. They're going to put the ball in his hands so much that if they win nine games and go nine and one, right, or however many games they're playing, they're playing ten, if they go nine and one, He's getting there. If they go seven and three, he's not. That's as simple as that. Yeah. Another thing I just thought of: they probably won't actually be going to New York. They'll probably be having a Zoom call to determine who right. uh, wins the Heisman Trophy. Oklahoma State Speaking seven yeah. is well, the I was, number. Well, I was going to add this to you: minus one seventy-five, minus one seventy-five for OU to win the Big Twelve. So that means you have to give up money to maybe make a little bit of that back. If they win the Big Twelve, they're going to the playoff. We know that, right? Unless something screwy happens and they lose twice and somehow get into that game and, and then the, eliminate themselves from the playoffs. But I think it's one or the other. If OU wins the Big 12, they're going to the playoffs. I just don't see one or the other not happening. Both of them are going to happen. I agree, especially with only three Power 5 conferences playing this yep. year. Yep. yep. Um, Oklahoma State, seven. You like a side? Uh, you get plus 350 on Oklahoma State to win the conference. Mm. I don't love that. I don't, I I don't love that. Short of odds. It's too short on Texas at plus one fifteen over the seven for Oklahoma State. You better hope that they they you better hope they damn well play Tulsa. I know it's postponed now, but that doesn't mean it's guaranteed to be played. I want that extra game in there. They'll beat Tulsa, but they'll beat probably Tulsa. So two. then they've got to go. Uh, they'd have to go seven and two in in conference to get you a win. Six and three would get they're, you a push. They're they're losing two games this season. I don't know who it's going to be. I think they've had great success against Texas. 
but they'll lose a couple games that they shouldn't either. They may lose to a Kansas, not show up against a Kansas State. That happened a couple years ago. This year they steamrolled, or last season they steamrolled them. But they may lose to an Iowa State. That wouldn't surprise me a bit. They did last year, right? Uh, yeah, I think they're probably 8-2. and two. They actually beat Iowa State last year in Ames. That was oh, the Brock Purdy okay. three-interception fourth quarter game. You're right. You're exactly right. I remember that now. Okay. Uh, I- I'm not sold on OSU in the same way. I just think that there's too many unknowns. And uh, I-, I think Mike Gundy is a top-notch coach. But it's hard not to separate him from all the other nonsense that goes on. And I think that that does affect the team eventually. Yeah, Mike Gundy's just a little too conservative for me. As a football yep. coach, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, really good one there, Colby. Yeah, stop punting from your opponent's 40-yard line. Please, please. He, he, he loves the field goal, and I think this is the reason why he loves the field goal. If you kick the field goal and they make it, then you say, okay, well, we're just doing that because we wanted to do this, give our team this edge or that edge. If you miss the field goal, in a situation where the guy should make it, then you say, we were out there, we just didn't execute. So it's an easy out for coaches to say, we're not trying to lose, we're not trying to win the game, we're just trying not to lose it. Yeah, and, and when you've got a lifetime rollover contract, you should stop playing it safe. I, I'm i just so, so tired Damn, of seeing Colby, the punter run out across the other team's 50. On, on, on like fourth and four, he'll run the punter yeah. out from the opposing 42-yard line. I'm like, that and is they don't such have- a bad play. Of course it is because they're, if, if you're giving me a uh, Bama defense or if you're giving me Sooners 86 defense, sure, let's do it. But Oklahoma State's defense hadn't been that good. They haven't been good enough to give up the ball on a fourth and four when they've got their better players are Chuba Hubbard, who might be the best running back in the country, and a nice quarterback, and they've always had decent receivers. Leave your good players on the field. Don't leave it in the hands of the ones that aren't as good as those guys. And the same thing, I'm not picking on Gundy. I'm picking on Lincoln Riley when he does that too. You've got a better bet getting a fourth and eight with Spencer Rattler or Kyler Murray or whoever else you want to throw out there than you are leaving your defense out there. It's just a smarter play. Yeah, we're uh, we're getting down a rabbit hole. I can talk about this all yes, day. Let's let's yes, go ahead and get back to college football. Do you know who has mm-hmm. the second best odds to win the ACC this year? Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but I sure hope you tell me. I can give you a big hint. They're not an ACC team. Then it's got to be Notre Dame. Notre Dame, not in the ACC except for in 2020, is plus 500. Five to one on Notre yep, Dame. That's yep. the second best odds to win the conference. Clemson, Andrew, is minus 450 to win the ACC. And uh, the thing is, even if Clemson suffers injuries, they've got so many guys backing up the guys at the top. They are, they're just so heads and tails above everybody else in that conference. I, I would... I would eat the 400, Colby. I would too. I I, I don't like to say that. I think it's a bad play generally. But to win uh, that conference, yeah, I'm looking at Notre Dame at plus 5.4 as the consensus. And I'm showing consensus on Clemson as minus 500. I'd eat it all the way up to about 7, maybe 750. I just don't see it. I just don't see how they lose. Okay, let's say they lose the game. Who else in that conference is going to lose fewer than one or fewer? Nobody. Everyone in that conference is going to trade off. North Carolina is going to beat Miami. Miami's going to beat Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech's going to beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame's going to beat Miami. It's all going to come down. Those teams are going to just, uh, they're going to cannibalize themselves. It's, it, it's like old Big East basketball. Everyone is good in Big East basketball. Everyone's average except for Clemson here. 
Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Uh, and then in the SEC, I actually don't see much value in the SEC because I've got uh, Alabama at minus 105 and then Georgia at plus three, 333, Florida at plus 350, LSU at plus 400, Texas A&M 10 to 1, Auburn 12 to 1. I, I'm probably staying away from the SEC because I really think that there are probably four teams that can win that conference, Bama, Georgia, Florida, or LSU. Uh, the only thing I would think about in the SEC is forget the championship game because I, I, that's too far down the road. But Florida at plus one twenty-five, I'm I'm intrigued by that. Tennessee's not good enough. Kentucky's not good enough. South Carolina's not good enough. Missouri's not good enough. Vanderbilt's not good enough. I'm talking about the SEC East plus one twenty-five. They've got to win one game. They've got to beat Georgia. Now, of course, Florida could lose enough games on their crossovers. But I think if Florida beats Georgia this year, which I think that they'll be favored, in fact. Uh, that's the play. Plus 125 to win the SEC. Yeah, Florida and Georgia, big rivalry. Big, big rivalry between Florida and Georgia. I haven't seen. uh, Do they get to play in Jacksonville this year? I haven't seen anything on it. I would assume not. I don't know. You're still supposed to play in the Cotton Bowl. Why wouldn't they play in Jacksonville? Uh, That's a good point. Florida hasn't done anything different to this point. Why would they start now? I don't don't know that there'll be fans there, uh, but they'll play that game there. Yeah. Listen. You know, we talk about the NFL not stopping for anything. The SEC, it, it would take an act of Congress to get them to stop playing football. And even and, then, they might defy it. And then even then, they might go over the top of it. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, they might secede if that happened. You can't spell secede without SEC. <laughs> SEC would secede into its own – I believe they tried that. It was called the South. Yes, didn't exactly. Work out. Didn't work out. Now they just have a football conference uh, where it just <laughs> exactly. means more, Andrew. Uh, it does mean more. All right. Anything else in college football? We're about to transition to NBA. Um, you never told me your championship odds. Do you like anyone in particular a little lower down than OU at 25 or so? Uh, I don't have them pulled up in front. I couldn't find them. I don't know where you're looking at them at, but give me give me some okay. of the ones at the top. Well, and now to make the playoffs, we don't want that. We want to win. Of course, I say that. Now I've got to find it on my screen here. 2020. National championship. I'm looking. Of course, I can't find it quick enough here. You know, I don't have the national championship. I can't figure it out. I can't find it here. OSU to make the playoffs is nine to one. That's pretty interesting. Auburn's at eight to one to make the playoffs. Uh, you like Texas A&M to make the playoffs? You can get seven and a half to one. I don't know how the hell they would pull that off. Out. I would take way it, out. I would Texas take, A&M. Uh, minus twelve fifty to make the playoffs. No, to make the playoffs in A and M, I would be more willing to do something like that. Yeah, they're not going to make the playoffs. That's uh, that'd be about as far fetched as the Bengals making the playoffs. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Somewhere okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's uh, transition to NBA. We've got a few games tonight. The early game might be started before people have a chance to listen to this. But we've got Raptors and Celtics game six. Boston's up three two in the series, and Boston's a three point favorite tonight. That one do anything for you? It does something for me, um, and the thing that it would do for me is I think that I am going to see some defense in this one. I think that there's going to be some defense. I'm more likely to go with the under in this game, under the 209.5, under 210, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, I I think it's just going to get a lot tighter. We've seen Jalen Brown have good games. We've seen him have a miserable game. Uh, The Raptors had the last-second shot. Lots of three-pointers. I think you're going to see fewer of them in this game. So I like the under 210. Yeah, I think uh, I think Toronto's going to be tough to close out. I think this series yep. goes seven. Yep. I think my favorite yep. bet on that one is actually Toronto on the money line because in the NBA, a three-point line, yes, Boston absolutely could win 104 to 102. But 
Mm-hmm. At that point, I think Toronto's forcing a game seven, so I'm just going to go ahead and take the plus 140 on the money line and take the Raptors. Yep. I think I like that play more. Uh, and then in the late game tonight, I'm showing the Clippers as an eight-point favorite in game four over Denver, which I think is too much. I like Denver plus the eight there. They've been uh, between, uh, what, seven and ten-point favorite. The first game, they absolutely destroyed him because you know Denver was on the – they on that short rest and that tough series over Utah, which was awesome. Every game in that series was amazing. I really enjoyed that series a lot. For the record, the games, just, game seven was garbage for three quarters, and then it got really entertaining. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Um, I really like the Clippers. I think that the, the better team by eight points, no problem. That's a stay away from me. I, I'd probably go over in this game, or, or here's what I would do, Colby. If it's eight, you said the line was eight which means it's going to be around four and a half or five. I go Clippers first half. I go Clippers first half, and I bet they get out to a lead and then they may be able to cruise in from there. Okay, fair enough. What about tomorrow? What about Lakers and Rockets? Uh, Lakers last night were four and a half point favorites. Lakers tomorrow night, five point favorites. They covered last night. Will they cover again tomorrow? I was surprised, you know, because Houston got they – looked, they looked apart. They certainly looked apart. I thought that they were going to cover that game. Uh, and didn't end up happening. I can't imagine that Houston can cover. I think the Lakers, when they lost that game, I think it woke them up. They're so much better. And Houston is a. You're, you're betting on a variance. You're betting on them to make a bunch of threes. I don't find that they're particularly well coached. I don't find that they have the best attitude. If Russell Westbrook isn't on a heater, it can absolutely sink you. Give me. I would lay the five. Give me the over. I would go over the two twenty. And I would play the five. Yeah, Robert Covington is expected to be available for Game Four for the Rockets, which is a big deal, obviously uh, for them. He stands about six seven, six eight, which he's for their them is guy. yeah. He's I mean, he and PJ Tucker kind of rotate in at center. So um, I still like the Lakers minus the five, though. I just okay. I think they are so yep, much better than Houston. I think that uh, this series is going to be a gentleman sweep. I think Houston got Game One, and I think Lakers are going to rip off four in a row after that. So uh, sort of by, like by the way. Is LeBron yep. playing great basketball, or is LeBron playing great basketball? Well, you are asking the wrong guy. It's like be me, me asking you about how great Tiger Woods is. I, I I love everything about LeBron. He's older, but he's better now in a lot of ways. He he's a joy to watch. I, I like everything about his game, and at times there are no holes in his game. Yeah, at he times, has been you can't so say, good defensively in these playoffs. Kobe, Just so he good. reminds me a little bit of Kobe in his prime. Just no holes whatsoever. Yeah. He can shoot the jumper. He can take you to the rack. He can post you up, and then he can shut you down on defense. And LeBron can do the same thing. Yeah, and the rim protection that LeBron is offering right now is, I mean, Houston, obviously. LeBron's 6'8", so LeBron's as tall as, as Houston's tallest guys. So LeBron's been able to offer some pretty nice rim protection in this uh, in this series as well. What about the golf tournament this week? You, uh, you betting the big Safeway Open out in Napa, California this week? I, I would if there wasn't anything else going on and I like to bet golf but I'm more of a fair weather golf better majors uh, and, and things like that I'm going to be more interested in uh, I'm going to have a hard time getting into golf because I'm not going to be able to watch any golf because there's too much other stuff going on yeah. you got NBA playoffs you got the NFL full swing uh, you got college Tell me when I'm supposed to carve out time to watch three and a half hours of golf on Sunday. No, I'm, I'm kind of with you there. In a tournament that doesn't mean anything. Right. In a tournament that's sandwiched in between the Tour Championship and the U.S. Open, in which right. most of the names aren't out there. Uh, I'll give you a couple here. So I'm doing what I usually do this week. I'm taking five golfers. I'm putting 10 bucks on each. I'm putting 10 okay. on Phil at 20 to 1. 20 to 1 out in yeah, Cali. 
Uh, putting yep. putting uh, 10 on Brendan Steele at 22 to 1. Has won at this course twice. So I like the course history there. I got Mark Hubbard at 55 to 1 earlier today. Guy who played well toward the end of last season. I think he's due to peak. Uh, and then I'm going for some long shots because it is a weak field. And I love long shots in a weak field. Got Taylor Gooch. Local kid earlier yep. today at 70-1. to 1. I think he's poised to have a breakthrough win at some point uh, this fall. And then super long shot, 100-1. to 1. I'm going Harry Higgs, who, by the way, is the everyman golfer. If you've ever seen him, he wears about a 2XL shirt, and that ain't muscle. Uh, so Harry Higgs at 100-1. to 1. So some long shots, some favorites sprinkled in there as well. It's really a wide-open field. And kind of like you said, uh, I am a golf nut like to the next level. Yep. And I still yep. won't be watching golf Sunday unless one of those five is within a couple shots of the lead because the NFL will be on. I thought Harry Higgs was your CPA. I really had no idea who that was. I've never heard of him. Yeah, he moonlights as my CPA, actually. Okay, perfect, because that's the way he's going to cash. Yeah. That's the only way he's going to cash is doing your taxes. Yeah, that's his day job. So, uh, good stuff. NFL season. We got a couple podcasts that we released today. This one talking college football, NBA, a little bit of golf. Uh, and then we went a little more than a half hour talking the NFL in the other podcast. So, if you're looking for all of the NFL talk, it's in the other one. We wanted to break them up so that everybody could uh, just easily access whatever they wanted to, not have to dig through the podcast to find the sport of their choosing. Andrew, jacked up for football season. We'll have yep. a yep. lot to get into next week. Looking forward to it. Sounds good. Thanks, Colby. Absolutely. That's Andrew Gilman. I'm Colby Powell. Remember to check out Thrive Fantasy. Download the Thrive Fantasy app and play today. You get a $20 uh, bonus whenever you deposit $20 or more and use the promo code HOOK. Promo code HOOK on Thrive Fantasy. That is all for today. We'll be back next week on By the Hook. <laughs>